What do you care about more? Having answers? Or solving problems in a useful way? You know the right answers already. Eat this, go there, avoid that. But what makes it so difficult to remember it when it counts? To overcome those pesky problems? Dr. Cashy advises seeking out helpful tension and crafting rational solutions instead. Avoiding tension causes you to become fragile and develop an allergy to frustration. Today, the good doctor helps you become more resilient. Roll the intro! Good morning. Hello. Hello. And welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host. Your tardy and frustrated host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Man, all of the tech stuff just decided to explode. Just decided to explode. So apologies over here. Glad. Glad you're listening. Glad. Super happy. <laughs> It's actually appropriate. In today's episode, it's, it's, a, it's an updated and revised part of what appears to be a cool little trilogy on problem solving. So this is all just fine and dandy and perfect, ain't it? <laughs> part one focused on thinking problems, you know, demands that ended up leading to disasters. All right. <sighs> Got to get the belief system in check. Part two, this is learning. How to, uh, how to avoid the pitfall of turning any old answer into a solution, and how dangerously frustrating that is for all parties, turning answers into solutions. Maybe, possibly, this could also be part one. The course developer decides that it's valuable in any of the slots, honestly. And part three focuses more on the direct application, using the ADAPT model to problem solving. That's coming up in the next episode. But first, here's what you're learning. The Whiteboard of Wisdom is back from vacation. A better understanding of solutions and comparisons to answers, as well as snazzier markers for the Whiteboard of Wisdom. How lots of, maybe if not most, smart people are useless, although your grade school math teacher was right. Showing your work is important, but not in the way you think. <laughs> and that solution avoidance and safety from seeking safety from tension that reinforces the distorted belief that you must be fragile and can't stand being frustrated. <laughs> Remember in school when you got marked off, uh, when you neglected or failed to show your work? Sure, it's fun to stick it to the man, showing them that you know everything and you're at a high can skip all your stupid steps and still get it right, showing them you know everything in your head, right? That mentality ends up carrying into adulthood, trying to stick it to the man by skipping all the steps. It's fun. Sticking it to the man is fun. Although it's a bit different when you realize sticking it to the man really means sticking it to yourself. <laughs> uh, bottom line here, there's a reason why an answer key can fit on an index card and a solutions manual is often the size of the textbook, sometimes larger. That reminds me, that reminds me, if you ever got negative marks in school by not showing your work, then throw down a hashtag mental in the comments. <laughs> you won't always have a calculator in your pocket, said every teacher on earth till about 15 years ago, right? Oh my goodness, a little bit of background here. Pushback, pushback here is okay. The beauty of TKN's discussions is that they generate pushback, honestly, more words. Hmm? Words are fun and annoying and frustrating. Time to take advantage. In a conversation about words, it's best to start by defining terms. These are the operational definitions of answer and solution, the topics of discussion on this episode. An answer is a written, verbalized, or behavioral response to a comment, question, or action. 
You can write an answer on a test. Right or wrong, you still give an answer. You can answer somebody else's jab with your right hook. The old fisticuffs. You can answer the phone with hello. Hello. You know? It can be a figure of speech. Like, yeah, he's got an answer for everything, doesn't he? You often see discussions in terms of right versus wrong answers. The reality is that an answer is really just a response to a stimulus of some kind. The solution only comes when you start systemizing and iterating answers based on integrated feedback mechanisms, like TCAN's SRO model, where your belief system is integrated with stimulus and response and outcomes, and the belief system is all there in the center, feeding into everything back and forth. So a solution, well, as a biochemist, a solution has at least two definitions. Definition one, where a solute is uniformly dissolved in a solvent. Delicious coffee solutions. Perfectly crafted Kool-Aid, for instance. The harbinger of home chemistry projects. A fantastic solution. Sometimes, sometimes to a problem, but mostly just results in the problem of more laundry. Definition two. A solution is a rational method, a process, or means in action of freeing yourself from a problem, which we discussed in a previous episode, is that thing blocking you from what you want. This is also divorced from right and wrong. Problems are in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. That's for another brewski, though. What do you think matters more? Or is more important? Or what matters to you more, for that matter? Having the answer or solving the problem. The answers to some of civilization's most important problems, rather, are, are simple. Uh, almost profane in their simplicity. Carry too much body fat? Eat less and move more. Always running late? Set a timer. Want better grades? Study. Need to get everything done? Write a list. Coal ruining the environment? Well, then just use solar panels. Pornography disrupting relationships? Pick up a novel. <laughs> These are some examples as answers given as solutions. Are they all right? Sure. Does it matter? Up to you. Is it useful? Probably no. No. Does it help anyone? Doubtful. Again, unless you had a legitimate knowledge deficit. But like, <sighs> in all these cases, you know the answer already. And you know, probably pretty good answers too. But also, as you probably know, you can know the answer and write the answer down and still fall short in the real life test. <laughs> so exploring a solution a little bit here. If you're struggling to make progress and there's a topic or action or both, you actively avoid or one that gets your veins bulging in your head, uh, like tech stuff blowing up, right, right at the wrong time, of course. Well, then that's the ticket. That is the ticket. What topics of conversation or action items about your food, eating, and body weight do you avoid? Dealing with other people's comments poorly or comments that you say to yourself poorly that you say? Having trouble with measuring food or your weight or your thighs or your stomach? Concerned about what other people see you eating? Or frustrated that you only like the wrong foods? Want to just remove all the baggage with eating so you can just freaking eat in peace? Hmm? This is helpful tension. This is helpful tension. Avoiding this tension <clears throat> by distracting yourself from it or 
putting demands on top of it really means that honestly you're seeking safety from otherwise helpful confrontation and increasing your fragility to frustrating experiences really increasing your demands for convenience and twisting your sense of what's fair right now hiding from this healthy tension distracting yourself from it uh, avoiding seeking safety elsewhere it really does reinforce the distorted beliefs that results must be convenient that other people need to treat you well and in a specific way, and that your life should be whatever your definition of fair is at the time. The end result is that you develop frailty. <laughs> you develop an allergy to anything frustrating. You train yourself to turn slight annoyances into full-blown disasters. And you justify hostility, depression, and sabotage when your sense of fairness is violated. Seek out helpful tension and coach yourself to be hardy and robust and have a resilient response in the face of frustration and disappointment. The more you hide from it, the worse it is when it happens. The worse it is when you experience it, the more likely you'll spiral out of control and sabotage yourself. You've experienced this. Everything feels worse than what it really is when you hide from it and build up this demanding monster in your head just waiting to create disasters in your life where you already know the answer. You already know the answer. And yet there's, there's resistance to seek out that tension and there's avoidance of the confrontation and there's active distraction, even though the answer is there. That there's that gap between the intention and the intervention and that coaching is there to close it. So why go off on, the, why go off on this tangent? What does this have to do with answers and solutions? Well, again, if you have all the information you need, you have a plan that even makes sense. You have the answers, right? Yet you're still struggling. This means that challenging what you believe by seeking out your distorted beliefs and emotional and psychological tension and then acting, acting in direct conflict, that is a requirement to progress. Acting in direct conflict of those distortions, thinking and acting in direct conflict consistently, violently, ruthlessly, stubbornly. Why? That's part of what you do to develop a solution. <laughs> because there's a dissonance between what you want, what you believe, and how you act. And that's a love triangle that needs balancing for all this to work and stick. This is where solutions come into play. You know the answer, but you still require a solution that works for you to solve your problem. If there were a gap in theoretical knowledge or practical knowledge, then filling a deficit would be the only thing you need to win. Oh, you mean I should just walk more? Oh, well, I had no idea. That's amazing. Like, and then everything just solves itself in a month, right? <laughs> Man. In some select cases, things like this do happen. If you get a flat tire, then you can reference your manual and swap tires and well, bam, you're golden. Even if it is frustrating and there's a low level of convenience there. In real life though, this is almost never the case. There's always another curveball. You still have to contend with those curveballs. Cut and dry situations, they happen from time to time. But people try and apply it to everything, as if for whatever reason, everyone has an information deficiency. Oh, they just need more education. Get educated. Like, they just, everything has to do with education, as if, as if there's a lack of information. <laughs> they just need to be educated. You need to be educated. Get an education. As if that actually solves anything. Education is an answer to everything and the worst possible solution. When is it ever a solution? Knowing more stuff. <laughs> That's part of why these episodes are structured in the way they are. They're mostly in the context of philosophies and frameworks, a way to create solutions with what you already know. 
because it's probably enough. If, however, you want to make everything faster and get more things right the first time, then that's what TKN is for. Having the answer is different than generating a solution. The rational process of solving a problem. <laughs> well, you have all the answers at your fingertips. You have libraries, you have the Google, you have uh, experts at every corner. The answers are meaningless when you think about them really hard and then your problem laughs it off. You might get by or even be average with only having answers. The only way to really achieve is to have the solution. And working with TKN is the, you know, that's where you get the custom solution you need. A little bit of summary here and what you've learned, okay? Answers are impulsive and often harmful. Solutions are rational, useful, and ultimately helpful. And being smart's useless unless you weaponize it by showing your work. Seeking safety from tension, avoiding tension, and distracting from tension, and adding demands on top and below and around tension, it only reinforces the impulsive and distorted beliefs that life must be fair, change must be convenient, and that, and that you deserve what you want, whatever that means. Seeking tension out of risk and confrontation via solution crafting reinforces the rational and scientific beliefs that any result, even a negative result, can and does have a constructive outcome because it strengthens your solution-making skills and your resilience response. Remember to throw down a hashtag mental in the comments if you've ever gotten points off at school because you knew the answer in your head already. But since you neglected to show your work, you got a negative and frustrating outcome. Hmm? Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out.